Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. My independence report, my name is Kevin McDonald, and boy, have I got a treat for you today. The first thing, first thing, couple things I need to do is, first of all, if you like this channel, please subscribe to it so that it can continue to grow and I can continue to bring people like the Reverend Kelly that we're going to be talking to in just a moment. Uh, she is a client of a good, a, becoming a really good friend of the shows. Her name is Tracy Lamore, and she's got a media company in Canada, and she is setting me up with some of the coolest people on the planet, and... Uh, one of them is right here talking to us right now. Her name is Reverend Kelly, uh, which uh, what, your last name is Allison Addison. Addison. Yeah. Addison. Very good. Now, now Reverend is not really your primary focus, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, yes, it's become that for sure. Um, it's uh, my designation. My spiritual designation is actually cannabis. So people say their religion is maybe Christianity or maybe Judaism, uh, but mine is cannabis. That's my religion, and I'm an ordained minister of cannabis. Okay. (laughs) I really am, Kevin, but hold on one second. First of all, let's shout out Tracy, who is incredible. She's my publicist, and that's how we know each other. So you were just Mm -hmm. talking to her. And I can't not say how amazing Tracy Lamoria is, but you're pretty amazing yourself, Kevin. I really like your intro that I just watched there with all the metaphysical stuff that you have. And that seems to be a part of what you're doing, and that's beautiful. It's beautiful that you have a podcast and you have a show about kindness. And, and love. And I, I really think that's cool, Kevin. So thank you for having me here. Well, thank you so much for saying that because it is, it is my passion. It's, I've been doing this on and off for 20 years. And I started with a podcast or with an actual radio show in 2003 called Positive Talk Radio. And uh, I did that two hours a day, five days a week for a year and had to give it up because I ran out of money. But now I am semi retired. I've got, the money taken care of, and so I can do this. You're the third, third one today um, of, of, of people that I've talked to, and I have to say, I think I saved the, the best for last. Oh, Kevin, that's nice of you to say. I love that. I love your message. I love that you, you feel compelled to do that. You feel the need to speak to others, share messages, share your message, share their message, and that's a beautiful thing, Kevin. We need more people like you around. Well, thank you. Well, we need more people like you around, too, because what you're doing in your community is uh, nothing short of amazing. Now, first of all, uh, you are the proprietor of the Green Lounge as well. Tell us about the Green Lounge. Yeah, we are a cannabis-friendly establishment. So that means that we're actually, because of the zombie apocalypse that we're in right now, we're the only cannabis lounge left in our province. And that province is in Ontario because we're in Canada where cannabis is legal coast to coast. So I own a lounge called Kelly's Green Lounge. um, And it's it's just a community drop-in spot. We have things like 
recreation nights where we have live comedy and music and bands and trivia and bingo and recreational activities like that. But we also teach a course called the Homeostasis Hippie, which is a cannabis certification course. Um, I'm a cannabis media personality. I have a cannabis TV channel. And then, of course, we have our cannabis church, which is called the Cannabis Church of KGL, and of which I am a, an ordained minister. You're not busy at all, are you? <laughs> I don't sleep. No sleep. There's no need for sleep. Just keep going. <laughs> well, you know, and I was talking with my son. I want to I want to lay this because I want to make sure that this is accurate. He is a cannabis fan and he is and, and as I am becoming one because I've got inflammation and arthritis and and stuff like that from getting old and cranky and stuff. And so I'm uh, um I'm starting to imbibe a little bit. I was a bus driver for 11 years and couldn't do it because of federal federal law um, and stuff. But I'm, but now I'm doing it a little bit more and more because it's it's helping me, and, it, and it's I, I feel really good about it. But my son was telling me that cannabis as a plant is like a weed; it grows in in almost any circumstance. It can be used to make houses. It can be used to make clothes and, and rope and, and all kinds of, and it would do, and, and it's pl plentiful and it's easy to reproduce. And it's in, and, and <laughs> I got you excited there for a second. And, uh, and, and, and so we, as a country, the United States I'm speaking of is like, we're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot because we could be using this in, in an environmentally friendly way to do, to make paper as an example. Yeah. Is that true? Is it all that true? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And I believe my philosophy is that hemp and cannabis overall will heal our planet if we let it. So if we grow hemp, and if we grow cannabis, and cannabis is our medicine, and hemp is what we use for our products, we can build our homes, we can fuel our cars, we can do so many different things with it, and it has such a better carbon footprint. There isn't really a carbon footprint. Um, it helps with anti-globalization. It helps with deforestation. There's so many things. It was prohibited for so long. I mean, it was prohibited for almost 100 years in our country. It's still prohibited for the most part in your country because it's not federal legal it's just state legal so you were saying to me you were telling me earlier that it's legal in your state so you can access it there but unfortunately there are still some states there that it is still criminal and it is still illegal and you can still get in a lot of trouble for that so those kinds of things need to be worked out there but you do have a wonderful hemp bill a farm bill for hemp there um, so that's legal to grow for anybody um, and sell uh, so it's a lot better than what we have up here when it comes to our CBD and our hemp but we're hoping that's going to change soon because hemp will heal our planet. Well, that's a, that's a, that's really, I didn't realize that there that that anybody could grow hemp down here. Is, yep. Is yep. That, it wow. just can't have any. It can't have more than zero point zero three percent THC in it, which is the psychoactive effect um, that the cannabis has. The one that's sort of, I guess, what we would use to get high or stoned. Uh, we would say, yeah. So as long as it doesn't have much of that in it, you're okay. You can grow it. That's 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 really a good good thing to know. Although I do have to tell you, I was a bus driver for eleven years, and I worked uh, in Seattle. But it's 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 run by the Department of Transportation nationally, and it, I was told that if I uh, took a p test and it was point 
higher than 0 0.003, I could lose my CDL. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. There's some really sticky laws when it comes to driving under the influence of cannabis, which doesn't make so much sense because that's people's medicine. Oh, I keep dropping my phone. It's people's medicine. And um, we can we can have our opiate medicine or our prescribed pills from the doctor, which are much worse for us. But we can't get and we can't consume cannabis before we drive, which some people actually need um, people with anxiety or people with maybe road rage. Um, they would need the cannabis before they get behind the wheel of a car to be able to function properly. People that have uh, tremors or um, that, that would need it to be able to stop those tremors or those shakes or those seizures in, in the form of epilepsy. And they would need that to be able to drive. And then some, they make it illegal to be able to do that. So there's some stuff that needs to be worked out when it comes to cannabis laws and cannabis rules, but we're working it out. I have to tell you a funny story. At least it's funny to me. Um, I, being a bus driver for so long in Seattle, we have something that they have an annual event called Hemp Fest. Have you ever heard of Hemp Fest? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I love yeah. Hemp and and I would be driving and me and a bunch of other drivers were sitting around talking one day and I and I made the comment, you know, I would rather drive a bunch of people that just got out of Hempfest and then I would driving guys home from the Seahawks game after they were drinking. Because the guys <laughs> the folks that were in on on hemp were just kind of like, Hey dude, how are you? <laughs> They stay outside, and 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 the the alcohol people were angry and 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 unruly and stuff. So, Ragey. yeah. So from that, right. so from that, so let me ask you a question: How did you get started with your lounge, and what motivated you to do all of that? Well, I'm. Uh, I've had two other careers prior to this. I was a radio announcer. And I worked in the music industry, and then I left that uh, to become a teacher and a childcare provider. So at the end of that career, I was, um, it was towards legalization and I've always been a hippie. I've always been somebody that just was always around it. It was never really an illegal thing to me. I didn't really understand the therapeutic benefits of it until uh, just before legalization when it was becoming more popular and people were talking about it. So I realized at that point in time I needed to go back to school. So I took university courses and I started to familiarize myself with the cannabis plant and knowledge about it so that I could help other people because they were asking me so much about it and I didn't have answers. So I got the answers and then I realized that there was a real need for it um, and it just kept going down a path. I would have pop-up events and started virtually talking about cannabis and then people really seemed to like what I was doing and they were coming to my events and then I decided to open up a lounge and then the apocalypse hit and we ended up pivoting virtually but it's been really successful when I opened up the lounge which is in a very small village um, we didn't know how it would do I had the mayor at my ribbon cutting it was it was wonderful we received well um, but because it was a little area that nobody really knew much about cannabis we weren't sure how it would do um, but it ended up being something much different than we were expecting it became a, a community center that people were coming to by themselves sometimes people that maybe didn't have a lot of friends or family and needed a place to go and were finding new friends and new family uh, by way of cannabis. And because it was doing that, because people were coming and liking the lessons that I was giving and seeming to really like me, I'm a Reiki master and I read tarot cards. I have a lot of metaphysical uh, components in my life. It almost just 
became a minister. If you had asked me 20 years ago when I was dancing on speakers in nightclubs, if I had ever been a, a religious minister, I would have been, no way, what are you talking about? Um, but it just became that way because the community just sort of built and built. Um, and then the lounge became a church. And now we have so many different divisions and components to it. It's wonderful. Tell me about the church aspect of it. I'm kind of curious. I've never heard of a church of, of cannabis before. Yeah. Uh, what is that about? Well, um, I believe that um, cannabis reveals who we are, our true nature to ourselves. So when we are under the influence of cannabis, we can taste things better. We can smell things better. We hear music better. We make love better. It's just who we are. It's our natural state. So anything outside of that is a facade or a wall or the fake us. Um, so when we allow cannabis to be used, we can really find out who we are and find that balance in ourselves. So that's the philosophy of our church. We have a lot of metaphysical principles as well as Rastafarian principles because they really believe that about the herb. And that's my um, what I believe as well. And so when we talk about it becoming a church, it just really became a church. Um, before we opened, uh, we had a big news story on the local news. And um, there was a man that came, I guess, a week after he had seen the news story. And he came with a jar of cannabis. I'm going to hold my hand up, like a big jar of cannabis. It was filled. And he came and he held it out to me. And he said, I saw you on the news. I didn't know what to do with this. Someone gave it to me. I'm having medical trouble. I can't sleep. I have diabetes. I knew that you could be the person that helped me. And then I did. I taught him how to use his cannabis. And every Friday after, he came back for tea. 75-year-old man, sleeps better now, has a better life, and now was, was all alone. And now he has a community and friends and people call him Grandpa John. And he played a wooden flute when I was ordained as a minister at my ceremony. I'm telling you this story because uh, Grandpa John is just one of the individuals that has come to this community, some of them by themselves, some of them as couples, people needing healing, needing family and, and support, um, some addicts, people that have come off of really bad addictions and used cannabis to come off it for harm reduction. And it just came together. Some of them lost lambs. And um, I've been able and, and so grateful to be able to lead them. Um, and that's how it, how it is. We sometimes come together for sermons, messages, smoke a lot of cannabis together and talk about the spiritual aspects of it as a sacrament. Um, and yes, yeah, so that's the church. We are, we're in the process of applying to the government for, and we're like really close for it to be sent back to us. So um, I guess when that happens in about four weeks from now, we will be the official Cannabis Church of Canada, the only one here. There's only one other cannabis church in North America, and that's in your country in Denver, Colorado. Really? I'm going to have to look them up. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, of uh, that would be a wonderful thing to start in, in the Seattle area. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, you are inspiring, young lady. <laughs> um, so, so you were in broadcasting for a period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah for many, many years, a radio announcer. I'm still in broadcasting. I do a lot of um, virtual interviews as well as every Monday. I'm on Pace Radio, which is a cannabis radio station, and we do the Reefer Report, which is the cannabis news every Monday morning. <laughs> the Reefer Report. Yeah. I like that. The Reefer Report. That's really good. Well, the, before before I forget, uh, any anyone that you would like to come on my podcast, I would love to have them on. Ooh, I have a whole list for you. I know you do. I 
<laughs> I, I would I would love to because you the energy that you are displaying is nothing short of incredible. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. That's very kind of you to say. Well, you you you're just I, I've been looking forward to this all week because I knew <laughs> I I knew that if you were the owner of a cannabis lounge that you wouldn't be a stick in the mud. You'd be a lot of fun to talk to. Oh well, I'm glad that you have that idea of people that own cannabis lounges because we're all great humans, Kevin. <laughs> exactly. Now, on a serious topic, because I have to address this because of some of the uh, uh, folks in my own country. They will tell you that they can't make cannabis legal because cannabis is a gateway drug to heroin oh, and horrible it. things. <laughs> and you're going to die if you take a reefer and then you're going to turn, turn turn into a heroin addict and then you're going to have opiates. And uh, yeah, <laughs> none of that's true. <laughs> no one has ever died from using cannabis. No one has ever overdosed. From cannabis, no one has ever died. There is no way that you can die from cannabis or overdose from cannabis. You can overconsume, and what we call that is greening out. Uh, and that just means that you take too much or you maybe um, consume a cultivar that is too high in terpenes and too high in THC, and it makes your brain a little bit messy, but you won't die and you won't get sick. And what it actually is, is it's a gateway out of those bad drugs. So, so many people are addicted to opiates. It's a crisis in your country. It's a crisis in my country. That's because the pharmaceutical companies are just handing out pills like crazy. Here's your pill. 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 And what's happening is people's brains are getting all messed up and people's bodies are getting messed up. And then they're going on to harder drugs. Cannabis isn't like that at all. Cannabis isn't going to make you go on to a chemical. Cannabis is going to help you come off of the, can the chemicals. It's a harm reduction plant. It's, uh, it's, it's grown in the ground, and it's a medicine, and it's always been used for thousands of years since we started finding plants as humans, and it's been used in religious circumstances and ceremonies, and it's used now as a medicine. Now, if we're looking at it recreationally, um, which of course it is, uh, you can look at it, it is a lot safer than alcohol. It is a lot better for your body than alcohol. And um, if you become addicted to it the way you could alcohol or one of those harder, worse drugs, that's okay because your body needs it. Every human has something called the endocannabinoid system in their bodies. There are these receptors called CB1 and CB2. They're like these little signals that are going, please feed me, feed me. They're like, like think of them like as a, a lock. And then the cannabis is the key that needs to go in it. We literally need the cannabis. We don't need heroin. We don't need opiates. We don't need alcohol. We don't need tobacco. We don't even need caffeine, but we need cannabis. There are two ways that you can get cannabinoids, which are the, the keys that I was saying to our locks. One way through the cannabis plant. You know where the other is? Through breast milk. Breast milk. That's the only other way that you can get the cannabinoids, which you need in your body, so literally, that's kind of telling you right now, if it's coming from your mother's milk and it's coming from the plant, they're okay. These things are not going to harm you, and they certainly aren't going to make you want to go shoot a needle into your arm. You know, I was looking at the store for some breast milk, and they just didn't have any. They were all... They don't have it! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's so sad. <laughs> and, and then what makes it even worse, then, is like when I was a kid, well, first of all, a couple of things about when I was a kid. First of all, I knew real hippies from the 60s. So I, I was alive back then. And you're, 
and they were i have to tell you the 60s and the early 70s were were a very special time because there was a time of youth there was a time of hope there was a time of we can all get through this together and it was the vietnam war was going on we had race riots we had and there was still the feeling that we could all do this and we could all do it together. Unfortunately, that fell apart. I feel it's coming back now. Do you think so? I hope so. We are in a digital age now, which will never, we'll never not be again. So the youth of today will never understand what it's like to go look in an, an encyclopedia in a library. And when you're talking about coming together in the 60s and 70s, you had to. You looked each other in the eye. There was no short form for be right back or laugh out loud. That's all digital nowadays, which is fine. I love it. I love the digital. I don't really understand it as a hippie. but And I really mean that, Kevin. When it comes to tech, these fingers don't make any sense to me. I'm surprised I'm actually talking to you. But the youth of today, that's what they have is the digital. So, yes, maybe we will come together in the sense of supporting each other as humans in humanity's respect. But I don't know if we will ever be the same as the 60s and 70s then because everything is words and typing. And back then it was communication and healing and energy in person. As an energy healer and someone that um, feels energy, I can tell you that interacting this way, it's not the same. I do not feel your energy. But when I am with you in human uh, space, I can feel you better and I can know you and, 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 you know, understand you better. So our humans now, the young ones of today, they will never get that. They never will. But I, I sense your energy. And uh, I've been around a lot of folks in, in, over time. And, and you've got tremendous energy. You really do. <laughs> you, you are, you. You are an, an, really an, an awesome individual. And is that because that's not because of the pot? That's just because of the cannabis. That's just because of who you were to begin with. Yeah. Well, uh, I think there's probably a, a different, a bit of a different factor to it. So, I'll tell you, you're a bus driver. You were a bus driver for 11 years. When I was on school buses, I was very bad. I was a naughty, naughty child. I was. I was not very good. Um, I've had a, I've had a very difficult life per se. I suffer from what's called complex PTSD. So that's um, post-traumatic stress disorder, and that means it's complex. So my brain actually knocks, uh, locks out traumas. I've suffered from so much trauma in my life that my brain actually shuts things out. So I can't remember. Um, I can't remember much of my childhood or my teenage years or anything like that. I right now, I don't have television in my home. I don't have the radio, uh, no newspapers, no magazines. I don't follow anybody that could, there could news. I literally live in a bubble because I have suffered so much trauma. Um, I can't get out of it because it affects me and triggers me, but that's okay because I'm always happy. So I literally only know my, my family, like my surrounding inner circle and my cannabis life. So Kelly's Green Lounge and like me and my family, that's all I know. I don't know what's on television. I don't know what's on the radio. People actually have to tell me the rules that I have to follow because of the apocalypse, (laughs) because I have no idea at all what's happening with any of it. And I think, Kevin, when it comes right down to it, I think that's what keeps me happy. And when you're saying my energy is, is, is great and happy, and that's because I don't know any negativity. I only know joy and happiness. And that's able, I'm able to spread it that way. That is something we all aspire to is, is to be able to live in a place where we don't have to worry about the shit storm that's coming or the, 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 what's been going on with us that we can, 
shouldn't have to. You're right. Well, you I, when, you, when you think about it, when you get on the TV and you hear about something that happened, uh, I don't know, 2,000 miles away, it's, it's like, yeah. oh, this is awful, this is terrible and stuff. It's like yep. it doesn't affect you. If you weren't watching, nope. watching TV, you wouldn't even know it existed. That's right. And now that said, when there are like things like climate change and there's crises, um, like maybe when California's on fire, any of the big things that happen, I certainly make an effort um, to know about them if I can help in any way. So when it comes to helping and giving back, um, my life partner, he's very involved with that. He gives back um, to vulnerable communities. So I do, I do know about it in the sense that it's there. I, I don't uh, turn a blind eye to it. I just don't let it affect me. I don't um, live in it, live in the darkness, live in the negativity. Because that's just, if that's all you know, if that's all you, if people have CNN all the time and it's, oh, the pandemic is this and you're getting this and the numbers are going up, that's all you're going to know. And you're going to be miserable and you're going to be frightened. None of us have time machines. The DeLorean does not exist. I can't get on a TARDIS. So I cannot go back in time. I cannot go forward in time. I can't do any of that. So I just have to live presently and be happy with what I have right now. Right? Why scare ourselves? Let's not scare ourselves. Let's talk about happy things. That's heavy, Marty. Right? We, uh, me and my son, we trade uh, uh, um, things back from Back to the Future and sayings back to, and forth, and nobody gets it anymore. It's been, oh. it's, 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 I know. That's not okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's. Everybody terrible. needs to watch those films, those '80s films, right? I think so. I think so. they, they, they were great fun. So, so let me tell you, what, what's your future hold? What are you going to do with yourself? Well, we start our weddings this summer, so we're actually going to be able to marry people uh, with our church, and um, they use cannabis to connect to each other, and because I'm a Reiki healer, I will be able to put my one hand on one participant and then hand on another and transfer energy and also use cannabis at the same time, so it's kind of a neat thing that we're doing with that. Our cannabis channel, which is called KGL TV, um, is really getting uh, lots of feedback and people are, are watching it and response from it. We have some talk shows. We have live shows that are happening all the time with that. My goodness, Kevin, there's nothing that we're not doing. We're teaching courses. Um, I myself, Reverend Kelly, am part of something called the People's Alliance of Cannabis in Canada, which is a little bit separate than KGL because it's almost like a governing body or a chamber of commerce in cannabis in Canada. And that's really cool too. Uh, Tracy Lamore, who we spoke about earlier, is our official publicist for PAC. That's what we call it, PAC, People's Alliance of Cannabis in Canada. So we're making some things with that. We're making changes. We're lobbying government, hoping, hoping for changes of the Cannabis Act. Um, and so lots just to do. I never take a day off. I don't ever want to retire because that would be time away from from making the world a better place. You are a breath of fresh air. <laughs> so are you, Kevin. You're a nice man, I can tell. Although I tell you, if I'd been on your bus, you would have got me in so much trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 as, a, as a bus driver, I, I really enjoyed uh, the, the time that I spent there and working with people. But, but the, the whole idea is I wanted, I wanted to provide a forum so that I could help people eliminate hate, division, and fear from their lives. Understanding that none of that's real. Right, right. And, and you are and, doing that. I can tell you're doing that, Kevin. And that's 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 a whole idea, and that's why you're here. Is began. I tell you, um, um, let me let me see if I can come up with. I want to keep you on the line because it's you're so much fun to have around. Oh, uh, but you know what? I have to tell you something. This I did not know, but StreamYard has been sucking the battery from the juice here, and I only have two percent left. Ah! Oh my gosh! 
Oh no. I don't want it to go, but it, I've been watching it and I'm thinking, oh, please don't go. But it, it was at full, but I don't know, maybe because StreamYard is, just wants my battery. How dare you, StreamYard? How dare you? <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Reverend Kelly Allison has been our guest. And give us the information somehow how somebody can contact you. Sure. You'll find us on all social media platforms under Kelly's Green Lounge. Uh, and we have a website, kellysgreenlounge.ca, CA for Canada. And it's a beautifully uh, um, um, decorated place. It's real homey. It's a great place to just kind of hang out. Are, are we at 1% now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. One and a half percent. <laughs> Kevin, will you come to the lounge sometime? If I can get there, I will. I promise. Okay. Wonderful. That's good. I'll, I'll roll some doobies for us. We'll smoke yeah. our doobies in an, in a legal place. Yeah, well, I would like I'm, to send you a blessing before I go. I will tell you, uh, cannabis blesses you, Kevin, and goddess blesses you. And what you're doing, your podcast and your message is really wonderful. And the world really does need more people like you. So thank you for doing that. I'm going to tune in and I'm going to tell everybody to follow your show. Please do. If you could get them subscribed, that would be awesome. Will. Well, this will be on YouTube within the minutes. So. Oh, good. And my independence report channel on YouTube and you can go there. And so I, I, I hate to let you go, but I'm, I know we're running out of time. So, so I love you. I've just met you and I love you. Oh, you Kevin. Maybe I can come. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.